Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Home Stories podcast. This is the first episode of 2023. I have my fearless co-host with me, Betsy Hiddleston. Hey, Brock. I'm super excited. I think we're getting started on season two of the podcast. Season two, episode one. The sequel. The sequel. We've made it to a second season. I guess we've been approved. The pilot passes. We'll continue on. Yes, (laughs) very much so. And I'm very excited about this episode. Um, We get to speak to a person who I'm lucky enough to call a colleague, um, a mentor, a friend, and a chief. <laughs> and that is no other than Chief Mark Moore. And right now, Betsy, we have the amazing privilege of actually recording this at Mountain Home Fire Station, Station One. Yes, we are actually on the scene with the fire chief himself in his own house. How are you doing, Chief? Uh, good morning. Happy Friday. Yes. Hey, I, I would like to just start out to say, uh, concerning these podcasts, I've, I've listened to some, not all, of the podcasts, <laughs> um, and I've, I find them amazing. I think there's a lot of insight. I don't know how the, the following is on these or what, the, what kind of feedback you get, but I think it gives tremendous insight to not only uh, offices within the city, but uh, people and businesses as well. So I look forward to future broadcasts coming out. So congratulations on you too. <laughs> Thank you. We we do appreciate that. Um, we actually do get some data. People do listen. People, People do, do listen. listen. <laughs> um, sometimes I know the data from the software we use will show like someone in Brazil. And I was like, someone in Brazil was interested in the streets department mm-hmm. in Mountain Home. And, and that is not through paid advertising. No. It's it, all organic. It <laughs> is. A, and then there's other times, just the other day, we had a developer um, have a meeting with us looking at Mountain Home for different things and they brought up and I listened to your podcast and I like what I heard. So I'm, I'm glad chief that, um, you're listening. I think it's great for the Mountain Home resident, for people interested about Mountain Home to really understand who we are and what we're all about. And I'm excited to learn more about you and the fire department and kind of what you're all about chief. So we're just going to hit the ground running. So the first question we like to ask all of our guests is what do you believe to be a mountain home gem? Like what is something that a true resident of mountain home would appreciate? Uh, great question. And in year two, I don't know how many times you've heard the same, the, the same responses, but for me, uh, what I consider to be a gem for mountain home and residents in general is just simply our location, our uh, proximity to so much history in our mm-hmm. backyard. You yeah. know, we've got we've got the Oregon Trail that is run right through here. We've got a stage stop that is out north of Bonds Place off Kenny Creek and Syrup Creek. Uh, for people to just drive out in just a few minutes' time, be there and see that history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're steeped in history with the vast culture, for sure. Um, I don't know uh, how accurate it is, but... I've been told that uh, at one point in time with the sheep industry and the bass, uh, that Fairfield at at one time just outside of Fairfield um, was the largest exporting um, depot for sheep in the world at one point. So I believe it. Hill City is where it was out of. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. The more you know? The more you know. That's a new answer. I don't think anyone's touched on our history. I would like to put one last plug in for something as far as a, a gym. Uh, this is a mm -hmm. gym, and from the fire department's standpoint, I'd like to put a plug in for something that, uh, that we achieved through uh, mayor council support, mm -hmm. um, but largely funding through the URA group in our firefighters park. So that is located in the old El Rancho parking lot in the back with that 1940 true up on a stanchion. Um, if people have not taken the time to go by there and look at that, you can go look at that and you can get kind of a brief history of the department. Uh, it's got past members starting from 1908 um, through 21 on there. So a lot of history there to look at. Well, we certainly want to dive into history. Yeah, and I know definitely. And I know we're going to want to dive into history about the department. I know it's rich. It's very interesting. Um, but I, what I also want to do is to dive into some Mark Moore history. Sure. Um, I think everyone wants to know is where did you come from and how did you get here? <laughs> well, I, like many people in our community, um, I was an Air Force brat. Uh, my my father was in the Air Force. Uh, he did not retire in Mountain Home, was never stationed here. Um, but he grew up in the uh, McCall area, New Meadows to be specific. Uh, my grandparents homesteaded in that country um, and joined the Air Force from there. Um, and so traveled around. Yeah, he retired, uh, I believe, in 1973. Uh, worked in the logging industry after he got out of the Air Force for some time. and. Um, eventually landed a job at the Idaho Transportation Department here in Mountain Home, and that's what brought us here. Awesome. And kind of tell me about your upbringing here. I believe you're a Mountain Home High School graduate, right? That's correct. Yeah, I'm one of those Mountain Home High School graduates. I am. You got into, got into Mountain Home, it was my seventh grade year, and to be honest, when I got here, it was, oh my God, if you've... Uh, familiar with the country in the McCall area, New Meadows mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. That is heaven, uh, particularly for a, a young lad in that time frame in life. Uh, I got here and all I saw was desert and des <laughs> des desolate things. And uh, But my world opened up for me because shortly after we got here, I got a, a, a motorcycle and I was able to uh, uh, get on that thing and ride around and see the country. And I soon fell in love with uh, with the area. Yeah, you can get out in this country in just a few minutes of drive. You can, you can be out there even with our growing population to this day. Uh, you can you can still get to the golf course and have that available. You can still get uh, more so on the week evenings nowadays uh, to Anderson or Strike mm -hmm. and get on the water. Uh, but just yeah. just in our backyard here again, within a 15 minute drive, you can get spectacular sunrises and sunsets from our, our beautiful high desert topography out there. It's just amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. It is. So moving on this Mark Moore history, um, <laughs> your wife um, is kind of a mountain home icon. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what was it? So you met her here. I did. Um, I, I met her here. She's uh, a, a bit younger than I am, but she was born and raised in mountain home. Um, so we met. It was actually after after high school. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so she was uh, from here, and we met uh, just by chance, and it happened to be at the old El Rancho. That was an eating and dining type place, uh, mm -hmm. um, and we, we met there, danced a couple of times, and uh, she just fell in love with me instantly, I think, and, and we've been together <laughs> for 36 and a half years now. 
That's a good time. So um, as we kind of discuss how you came to the Mountain Home Fire Department, Mm -hmm. what was your occupation kind of before kind of before coming onto the department or being in this chief role? Sure. Um, you know, I had, I had sowing my oats. I, I had, uh, I had a, some background in the oil field industry, spent some time in Wyoming working there, um, came back into the mountain home area and, uh, worked for a general contractor in Boise where I learned a lot about construction, um, which was amazing when I went to work for him. I couldn't honestly tell you uh, what three sixteenths looked like on a tape. It was three <laughs> three marks past that inch line. Um, <laughs> but I learned a tremendous amount, and that helped me um, for just for future things and just being able to uh, buy, repair, remodel, and things like that. Um, uh, starting in 1986, a lot of things happened for me. It was, it was quite a year looking back on it. Um, 1986, I got married. I started a business. And there's one more thing, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that. But that was, oh, bought a house. Yeah, in <laughs> 1986, all of that at, at one shot. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Uh, my time in Mountain Home uh, largely was I had my, uh, it was a, a Car sales, Mark mm-hmm. Morado sales is what it was, started in 1986. And I worked there until, oh, approximately 1994, where I went to work for Grant Peterson Auto Group at the time, where Thrifty mm-hmm. is now located off mm-hmm. of Air Base Road. Um, I worked there for a period of year until um, it went defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after that took place, I partnered up with a, a a colleague of mine in the car business, we had worked together for years, and we went back to the roots of Mark Morato Cells, and we started what was then na- named Integrity Auto Cells. Mm-hmm. And we had that business going until we expanded out into the, now where the Calvary Chapel was located on mm-hmm. North Main, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, started the Thrifty Car Sales franchise. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we, we did that, and we worked that together. Um, car business is... Uh, uh, much like the fire business, it's very time-consuming and <laughs> and uh, took a, took a lot of time from my family um, and things like that. And I realized at that time I have two children, and I didn't want to miss their sporting events, and I wanted to catch as much. But I still mm-hmm. I, I, I felt uh, not comfortable doing it so much with my partnership um, for the obligation that you have. So um, I then decided that uh, we we took the leap and. My wife's parents had owned Limode Cleaners. Uh, my wife had worked there her entire life. Um, I knew nothing about the cleaning business whatsoever, mm-hmm. but took the leap of faith that she would be able to get me lined out and, and, and get us going and continue on that and also afford more, more time to slip out and catch our, our children's sporting events mm-hmm. and, and those type things. Uh, got into that, uh, and the whole time starting in 1994 is when I officially joined the department so i that's been a part of my life um actually three years prior to that but that's the the private sector until september 12th of 2016 um i was uh, i'd gone through the process and was selected as my current position as chief of the department awesome and mountain home fire department um has a pretty rich history and 
I think we would be remiss if you didn't kind of touch on that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of the department. Um, it's something that I got into when I got into it. It was kind of, kind of funny how um, that all started, but it just ha- happened with the conversation that then Mark Morado sells with a former firefighter. Uh, Bud Smith came in and said, hey, why, why is a strapping young guy like you not part of this department? <laughs> And I'd never given it any thought. And, uh, but after that, something resonated with me, and I looked into it. Um, at that point in time, the department was uh, run by a, uh, a paid-on-call, but the, everybody was a, a volunteer paid-on-call, including mm-hmm. the chief. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to the history of things, I can tell you that uh, just in brief, without getting too time-specific, the roots of the department go back as far as we can trace them to 1888. There was a letter by the gentleman of uh, last name Sprague um, had written a letter to the Boise Fire Department seeking information on what it took to start a fire department, uh, specifically equipment, those type things. And uh, one of the things that was referenced in the letter is a hook and ladder truck. Um, so that's where the the, 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 the first letter that was was. Um, uh, leading to Mountain Home towards a fire department. Mm-hmm. Officially, Mountain Home Fire Department became, for our records that we can we can take and track, began in 1908. So we're about 114 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, boy. And can you kind of explain our fire department configuration? Because like you mentioned, we don't necessarily have a full-time department. So how does our department work and how does it operate? Sure. Um, as the uh, a, a paid-on-call department, uh, we've grown in numbers, and it's just uh, staffing levels have, have changed throughout out the years uh, as we grow bigger, as, as people get busy. But our department is comprised of fully staffed. We would be at 36 members, and that would include myself and the fire marshal. Um, the, the, the members are, are a paid-on-call but we have an officer body that is consists of myself as chief. Uh, we have an assistant chief, two captains, and fully staffed. We would be at three lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Um, is how that is, is how our command structure has worked. Uh, we're we're blessed in our community to have had since the 1908 days to current. We've got we've got people that uh, and businesses that allow people when the page tone goes off. Um, that's how we're notified of a fire. We carry pagers, and when they go off, they'll give us the specifics of the fire and, the, and so forth, and we respond accordingly. But uh, people, people, um, when able, are able to break off and, and go to fires. And understanding not everybody can go every time. That's that's why we carry the numbers that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very very blessed um, in comparison to, to fire departments across the country. Um, of, of not having a, a staffing issue with that and response, uh, albeit uh, we are with evolution, we're, we're encountering different things at different times uh, in terms of more people working and more people working out of the area and so forth there. Mm-hmm. So these are all things we've got a mindful eye on in terms of staffing. So even though we have a part-time on-call department and we don't have a traditional full-time department, does that mean that we're not rendering the same quality service as our full-time department counterpart? 
No, actually, the fire departments are rate, rated through in, in, in the state of Idaho. It's an ISRB. It's an insurance rating, and that's where that's where uh, you're essentially they come and uh, and they look at for your homes and for your businesses and things like this, and they look at they look at various things with each department in terms of what your response times is, what your your manning is, um, what your training hours are. Um, and and those type things, uh, the amount of fires and so forth, uh, the the infrastructure as far as water hydrants and things like this all play a vital role in assessing that. Um, Mountain Home has been first achieved a rating an ISRB rating of three, which in at the time and this occurred in 1995 um, with a rating of three, which we still maintain. Um, but at the time, uh, Mountain Home touts that they were the first volunteer uh, fire department to have attained that rating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that that's something that we've we've hung our hat on. Now, as time has gone on, 1995 is a lot of years ago, and there's been there's been changes to the various things that are required to, to maintain that rating. Um, we've been able to do that over the years. Uh, proud of that fact. But they're they're getting to be more and more. Um, things that uh, affect that rating and so forth. That rating yeah. is something that typically comes out every eight to ten years where they come back and they reassess your department. Uh, dispatch plays a vital role in that. So there's just many moving parts mm-hmm. to achieve that goal. But certainly um, certainly that's something that we strive to maintain. Um, and it's, it's something that we're very humble to be able to provide for people coming in, business and so forth, to locate because... I'd like to thank in part because of our, our insurance ratings. Yeah. That, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so we, we know right now that we are providing fairly exceptional service. And I, it's important to me that people know that they are receiving tremendous value, um, that even though we don't have a traditional full-time department, that they are receiving um, the services of a department which has currently the highest rating available. But we also know that Mountain Home's growing, that things are looking different, and I know that the mayor and city council are certainly looking to the future as far as the department and what it looks like and kind of what that transition is. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to happily touch on that thing. So going back to going back to the things that we're, we're bound by um, as, as a city entity, um, all of our departments and services that we provide and things like this, it all, it all begins in my mind with a comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest uh, comprehensive plan, I believe, was 2020. And in that comprehensive plan, there's a, there's a bit of an outline uh, that we set down in terms of the fire department of things that we had and things that we thought that we might have to have. So in the comprehensive plans, we have a mindful eye on what our current mission is, what our current facilities are, uh, locations of such, uh, our staffing, and even our mission to an extent. Because as we go and grow, we know that we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to uh, evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the other tool that we use that I think is a fantastic 
a fantastic tool that we have to work with is we've got our budget. Our budget that we have dictates what we have to spend on training, apparatus, and, and everything. No different than a, a checking account for anyone else. So you have to predict where you're at, what you're going to need to spend to get to where you want to be in, in, in any given uh, fiscal year. Um, and do it responsibly so you're not just asking for a lot of money that you don't necessarily need now, but you have to you have to capture that money in some form or fashion, which leads me to the comprehensive uh, or the, um, the CIP um, mm-hmm. uh, that we have, and that's a, over a 10-year prediction of what you're at. So that helps really, it really something like that uh, resonates with me because it keeps you on track of the current and it keeps you on track of, of a 10 year on and beyond future. Uh, beyond that, something that was very helpful is we, we, we sat down as a, a group, uh, uh, an ELT team, and we, uh, various departments, all of our departments and department heads and supervisors sat down and we, we openly discussed where we we're at over several meetings over a lot of time. We each developed a strategic plan and for me, that was uh, that was something very good that you could sit down and you could look at uh, and to see what you needed to do. And the, at the onset, we were asked to do uh, growth analysis projection, um, and that that took time and diligence. And you were you had to look at where you're at and with the with the predicted growth and what it was going to take. So, all of those tools together makes me feel comfortable that uh, yes, we are indeed growing. Um, and yes, we, we absolutely have to have uh, an answer to uh, the, the growth and how we're going to do it because we're, right. we're, we're somewhat limited and we're not like a lot of communities where they have um, out, uh, they have nearby resources that workers mutual aid. Yeah. We're kind of on an island. Um, you know, um, our, our nearest, uh, our nearest response or, or something of that nature would be the, we're, we're, mutual aid with the Air Force Base, which we, we mm-hmm. greatly appreciate that, uh, but their response time is limited to what they've got in terms of planes and their missions, and the, that's their priority. But nonetheless, if we had something of any catastrophic nature, they, they have that 10-mile drive and, and so mm-hmm. forth, plus assembly time. So we, for a period of time, would be uh, certainly on an island. So those are all things that we, we look at uh, and for the infrastructure and so forth uh, that we're going to need to do that. But uh, again, I think that that's something that uh, this year that is on my strategic plan for this year, 2023, is I intend to take uh, probably most of the year um, to get it right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be reaching out. I've, I've been doing a lot of self-study and, and so forth like this over the years, so it's not like I'm oblivious to mm-hmm. how it works, but I'm going to delve in and, and, and put together a, a plan um, in conjunction with the mayor and sit down and, and have that conversation with him and council and find out the vision and so forth, timelines. Um, but in order to give them the best information, I, wanna, I want to have uh, where we're at and where I think uh, we're I think we're going to be in the in the next year with a plan that we can we can look to the future. That's awesome, and I know right now we are seeing um, some of those plans come to fruition as far as future department growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a full time firefighter position has been approved, and now we're going to have three full time. Uh, firefighting employees with you as the fire chief, Brian Reed is our fire marshal and this firefighter. And, and that's big, even though it's just one person, people need to realize like that's a 30% plus increase of our (laughs) full-time 
firefighter personnel. Right. It absolutely is, and and you know we're very excited about that. And that's that that again that was nothing that was knee jerk. That was something that uh, again going back to the comprehensive plan where we realized that we were going to have to have that. But given our growth and everything, and we're very fortunate. I mean, I can't say enough about the support that we have, and and not just under my administration and prior administrations. I've been part of the department. It'll be twenty nine years uh, February. Um, but the, the, the former administrations in the fire department have, we've, we've been very blessed in our community to have support from our, our, our civic leaders, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, the citizens and so forth and supporting the department. So can't say enough about that. So I know that in the future we may have some more openings mm-hmm. or some more part-time guys right. or gals. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, and what would you want those people to know who may be on the fence about wanting to maybe fill one of those positions? Uh, great question. Um, I think the the thing that I think about this is is that you know every day is an interview um, for everybody when you go to work and and how that works and how you want your future to look. So if something like that. Uh, is something that somebody strives to get, and and I truly believe they are. We've got people on this department that have a passion. We have people that 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 do it for different reasons. But as we're we've got a younger department coming up, mm-hmm. um, it's nice to see that you know we've got uh, different generations coming up where we've got firefighters with babies. Uh, you know, we've had uh, that's the that's the one thing with our department is we when you're around long enough, you can see you can see the. Uh, 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 the life, so your various people go through everything, births, deaths, and everything in between. Um, but what it'll afford is, is with the training, because we'll, we're, we're adapting. We're adapting this year with our training. We're going to be more stringent. We're going to go to different different levels of training because that's what the the growth is going to bring us. And we can't wait for it to get here in order to start our training for that thing. So there's going to be training commitments to that. So my advice to anybody with that would be to to make sure that and take that serious, to make sure and seek training opportunities that you have. You're not limited. We have a generous uh, training budget that we're able to get people in. But prepare yourselves for for the best position for that because ideally Mm -hmm. um with where we live in mountain home it would be really nice to have people that are when we get to that point of a full-time department um however that looks whatever that staffing model comes out to be but it would be it would be nice to be able to have people that live in our community that are that are here and their children go to schools and things like this and they're part of us i mm-hmm. think that that's huge and i think it's important but uh, on that i think it's also important that that bridge between the and here's where a lot of departments will struggle in this step uh they'll struggle between the people that are the paid on call or the volunteer however you look at that versus the full time so be it me or be it the next chief or whoever's in this seat as we move forward with this thing the balance of how the members of this department are treated and how they're trained and things like this is going to be critical because again, as you alluded to earlier, Brock, um, the, 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 we're going to have to operate with this. It's a vital part of our community. It's a mm-hmm. vital part of our history. And it's something that I don't see going away. Um, it's, it's something that we're going to need because uh, we're going to have to have, uh, we're going to have to have the support of this stuff. And I think that's, I think that's great for everybody. It is. So it what is. would you say, um, at the end of the day, what does it mean to not only be a firefighter, but a mountain home firefighter? 
what, what, what do you think is something that sets the members of your department um, apart from perhaps others? I think, you know, the, we, what we have is we have is, is selflessness. We have, we have, we have people that, uh, you know, they, 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 they already get up at that two o'clock in the morning dumpster fire or structure fire, whatever yeah. it is, they get up and they respond to these things and then they get up and they go to work and, and, and they, and they, they do all these things and they do it for the community. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is very centered around the community. It's around the, 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 the taking care of the community, you know, our, our motto that we have here is, is forged and fired, tempered in community service. That is, that is something that I think that, uh, is important and that's important to instill in, in current and future members of the department, that it is a community service that we provide. So chief, what would you hope is the one thing that mountain home residents understand about the fire department? What is the one thing that you would hope that they know very uh, clearly and that they can have a great assurity of? Well, the one thing that I want the, the community to know for sure is that the level of the service is not diminished and will not diminish through whatever growth phase that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, with the great relationships that we have with the civic leaders, uh, with county, we're, we're, we're in the know. We have advanced knowledge of what's going on, so we have advanced time to prepare. Um, I can assure you that from from uh, the the fire department and through the um, uh, largely push of the mayor, and if I could, I would I would give an analogy of of the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mayor Sykes is a is a guy I'd never worked for a, a, a government body or or anything. I'd spent so many years as being self employed, and when I came into this this position, um, I I I learned quickly that. That uh, it, you know, I can really, I can really capture the phrase "drinking from a fire hose." Um, <laughs> it was a lot. It was more than honestly than than I anticipated. Though I'd been a part of it, I'd never been part of this end of the end of the thing. But coming mm-hmm. to work, I came into work, and Mayor Sykes was sitting in the chair. I'd worked with other mayors in the chair prior to over the years, naturally, but not in close contact with or under direct supervision of. Right. Um, but Mayor Sykes, when uh, the thing I can say about Mayor Sykes is, is, is he's, I liken it to each department is like a snow globe that is sitting on a shelf. And this is not a slight to predecessors. Yeah. Okay? These <laughs> snow globes have been sitting on the shelves in different departments. And Mayor Sykes, when Mayor Sykes came into office, he <laughs> would take a department's snow globe, he'd shake it up, He'd look at it and ask the whys and the wheres and the hows. And he'd ask these things of each individual department. And I think that that's healthy. I think that that's good. And firefighters and everybody concerned is that, that you know, the, the thing about it is, is what, what, what don't firefighters like? They don't like the way things are, and they don't like change. <laughs> and... The fact of the matter is, is that you have to do that. You have yeah. to have, we're fortunate to have that perspective on, on that stuff. And we need to continue to, to continue to, um, my view as a citizen, longtime citizen, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and future when I'm done with this thing, I'll still remain living here. Um, but I, I hope that we're always fortunate enough to have, have people looking with foresight and looking at that thing and not be afraid to look at those things because yeah. the intent is, the intent is for the better of the community. 
Well, you said uh, even when you're done here, you're going to stay here. You uh-huh. plan to stay in Mountain Home. And I think our last question in closing is what, what keeps you here? Why stay in Mountain Home after you retire? When you could go back to Luscious McCall, why Mountain Home? <laughs> I could. And, and honestly, I do. I, I, my, my, uh, my vision there is to spend certainly some time there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not necessarily the winter time, but, you know, <laughs> yes. I've, got, uh, I've got two children. Uh, both of them work in Mountain Home. One is, uh, works for the Sheriff's Department. He's a lieutenant there. Very proud of, of Kyle and his accomplishments. Um, I've got my daughter that uh, is a uh, uh, graduate of BSU, and she works as a counselor in a school district. So my 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 children are here as well. Yeah. Um, the uh, um, the community, you know, what I like about this community is I feel I feel one safe. Mm-hmm. I feel safe for my family, and I think that I like to think that if 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 something if if one of somebody in a member of my family is out and they're they they have car trouble say for instance and they're walking down the road there's a very good chance that somebody can recognize them as somebody that's connected to me and they're going to stop and help if mm-hmm. nothing else if not the good citizen but i like the comfort in that i like i like the idea of of knowing people people knowing me my family and so forth so yep. yeah, our roots are, are are deep here and and uh, i'm I live here by choice. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty awesome. I would agree that I think Mountain Home, you definitely feel safe here. I think even without um, as deep roots, I don't have those deep of roots, but I feel just as safe here. I also love that um, you are equally proud of your son, even though he went to the uh, sheriff's side and not the fire department side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I mean, I guess, Brock, do you have anything? No, I think... Chief Moore, this has been a fantastic episode. Um, I appreciate what you do. I, I appreciate the fire service. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have the opportunity to call myself a mountain home firefighter, and I can tell you that you grow as a person, um, and you get a sense of community, you know, with the brothers and sisters that we have on the department. I'm excited to see the future of the department, and <laughs> I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, thank you, and thank you for allowing me to be part of your podcast. <laughs> No, thank you, Chief. So, Betsy, until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time.